y'all. Welcome back to the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast, a place where you and all of your crap are not just welcome, you're wanted. I'm your host, Blake Gishay, and every week I'm showing up with a new friend to talk about the things we're really great at, the ways Christ fills in the gaps on the things that we're not, and how he has been faithful to make his power perfect in our weaknesses. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered and not alone in your struggles, and that people sharing their stories pushes you to share yours. All right, let's do this. Hey y'all, this week's guest is Jen Wise. Jen is an author, compassionate theologian, obsessive foodie, and lover of color, who wants to encourage women to reset their lives with spiritual insights and reclaim your energy for a full life. Today we dive in on the facade of self-sufficiency, the chaos that that endeavor leads to, and how what God really intends for us is peace and wholeness in Him. Jen, hey, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so... As always, before we jump in, I want to give you the opportunity to tell people about yourself and about your really great book that came out in January, The Bright Life. Yeah, thanks. So I am an author and speaker in Philadelphia area. I live right outside of the city and um, have been here for about six years. I live with my two sons that are 11 and 13. They're like super old and gigantic and it's kind of crazy. (laughs) Um, For Mother's Day, they actually cooked me like a real actual breakfast that included like micro basil and like a, like, I mean, it was like crazy. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what's happening in my life? Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Um, Yeah, we lived here about six years. So my book, The Bright Life came out in January and it kind of tells the story of just our family kind of moving from this phase of really not even a phase. It was kind of just my lifestyle for many, many years of just living kind of in chaos, trying to shore everything up, make sure you're, you're meeting all the expectations of everyone around you. Um, and just really running at like a million miles an hour. And, you know, we kind of found ourselves and I, I know I for sure did. I don't know my kids even, I think too, just kind of in this space of being run down, stressed out. We had health problems cropping up. We were always going, we were never resting. We'd stay up till like, you know, two or three in the morning every night. It was super crazy. But the thing that was the craziest is that with all that like hustling and running and going and never resting is that it still never felt like enough. Like there was never a sense of like peace or like, Oh, I did all this stuff. It was just, because it was coming from a place of trying to kind of, you know, prove yourself, trying to make yourself worthwhile, trying to secure, you know, a safe and happy future for yourself, all these things that we're not really meant to rely on ourselves for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I feel like I haven't actually said this in an interview in a minute, but I found you on Instagram, which in the yeah. beginning of the podcast, like every episode, I'd be like, I found this person on Instagram and I love them. But I stumbled across a post of yours where you were talking about that, about specifically faith versus self-sufficiency. And Mm -hmm. I remember like feeling like I'd gotten like gut punched, like in the best way, because (laughs) I'm the queen of thinking that I'm self-sufficient and I feel like I'm pretty much like constantly relearning and like re-remembering that I am not and how important faith and reliance on God is and I remember like reading one of your posts and being like, oh gosh, I know, I know, I know that I always (laughs) feel like I'm at the end of my rope when I try to do it all on my own. Yeah. Well, I think that that's the thing is that, um, especially as like people who, you know, follow Jesus or Christians, 
is that we say that we, you know, we trust God, we you know, believe he loves us and, um, and that he, you know, holds our future and he takes care of us. But really, we don't live in that way. We don't live as if we really believe that we're okay and that we're loved and accepted. And I know, I mean, I, this is something I really struggled with. And that is kind of what the book came out of. Um, but it's something that I still, of course, struggle with um, is just feeling like, you know, oh my gosh, like if my hair looks terrible for three days because I haven't gotten like a proper time to like dry my hair and all these things, like, it's not just like, I'm like, oh shoot, like I look weird today. It's like, I feel like I'm failing and I feel like I'm unworthy and I feel like a lot of shame around like silly things like that. Or, like if I have a number of emails in my inbox I haven't replied to, or I'm running late to get my kids to something, um, it's less that I just think, oh gosh, like I should have gotten out the door earlier or it was just a crazy day. I actually feel like I'm a bad person. <laughs> and yeah. It's like giving these things weight that really belongs like exclusively in Christ. And I mm-hmm. feel the same exact way. Like I can't tell you how many times I've been like late to pick up my kids and I'm telling my husband, I'm the worst mom. I feel like such a terrible mom. He's like, Hey, like you're human like the reality is is that like life is crazy it's chaotic and it's busy but like we don't have to function and identify within those descriptors and I love that that's like what you and your book and your platform are all about we talk a lot on this podcast and in in kind of this sphere about rest and mm-hmm. resting in Jesus and not buying in on what the world tells us yeah. is important but kind of like pushing all of our chips in on Jesus and so let's talk a little bit first about what the world wants us to buy in on what oh. the habits that <laughs> I've seen you say like these habits seem smart but ultimately are self-sabotaging right and that's the thing is I I do think like I mean our culture and I think, I, I, of course, for men, there's a ton of pressure too. And if I can, as a woman, can speak to this directly, there's so much pressure to be everything to everyone and to do everything perfectly. And I mean, when I think about the pressure that I feel like I'm living under, you know, I feel like I have to look a certain way. I have to work out all the time. I have to have my hair done, my nails done. I have to have the right clothes. And I should have some kind of like YouTube worthy makeup routine, which I do not have. And I never will. <laughs> like, yeah. I grew, I'm like too old for that nonsense. <laughs> like, I don't know how to contour something and I don't even really know what it means. Do <laughs> like, I even need to? Like, right. why do I feel like I'm supposed to? <laughs> I know. I was like, that is like an hour long makeup routine. Uh-huh. I don't have that kind of time. Um, but even like, you know, your home, like I, again, I think especially as a woman, you know, whether you have kids and you're married and you've got a full family, or if it's just you or you and a roommate, your house should be you know, beautiful and spotless and well-decorated. And I like a clean house and I like my house to look a certain way because it makes me happy and I'm comfortable. But ultimately, like if my house is like a wreck for a week, that should not send my self-worth flailing. But that mm. is kind of the message of our culture is your house should look spotless. And that's what makes you like, you know, that's one of the many things that gives you value in our society. And then we should have like some kind of skyrocketing career and be getting promotions and impressing our peers and, you know, having all these awesome like networking opportunities. And also we should look great while we're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) And then, I mean, if you have kids, it's like, it just compounds because your kids should look a certain way and you should have this like Instagram worthy family where, you know, everyone looks adorable and is posed perfectly and laughing all the time. And I think it's exhausting. I it just I don't want to I don't want to live that way. I don't want to try to live that way. Um, 
And I think that when we try to meet all these expectations, have our kids in just the right activities and, you know, we're making like from scratch meals every night, but we're also working, but we also have a beautiful home, but we worked out 20 times this week and somehow our kids are still fulfilled. And it's like, you can't do that. Like it's, there's literally not enough time, but also like we kind of kill ourselves trying. So we like, we basically run ourselves ragged trying to meet all these different expectations. And there's a million more I haven't even mentioned. Right. But then in the process, it's like, you know, we're so afraid when we slip up in any one area, but of course we're going to, we're not going to be perfect in any of these areas. And also what is perfection in any of these areas? Like, why do, like, what, who says that your kids have to have like perfectly tousled hair and like freckles and an Instagram picture to be a good mom or, you know, like this is, it's ridiculous. I feel like a lot of the time, like we are, we're mirror or or comparing our lives to these like Instagram worthy lives that like, I feel like if those people pulled back the curtain, like, their lives aren't perfect. They're, the, right. The, these pictures that we're comparing our life to are posed and filtered and all of that kind of stuff. And, like, I, I do – I have a lot of conversations with women who are literally running themselves ragged, working themselves to the bone to keep up with this facade of, a, of an expectation that doesn't – that nobody is achieving, Right. <laughs> like nobody, nobody's doing it all. Stop believing that everybody's doing it all. Yeah. And like the pe- one thing that I'm learning is that the people that are doing things well, the people that I look at and I'm like, am inspired by or, or aspire to be like, and they are doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's because they're resting in who Christ says they are. Yeah. And what Jesus You're says exactly about right. them and and they're practicing rest and they're not making it about themselves. Like the, when they because a lot of those people are kind of like pulling back the curtain and letting us see into their real lives a little more on social media or whatever. You see them like taking days off and not trying to do it all yeah. and taking care of themselves, which is this like really novel idea now. And so like, <laughs> that's what, that's what I want to strive for. Like I want to strive for, yes, like using my gifts and, and being a contributing member of society, but also like being present with my family and not right. feeling like everything needs to be like perfectly posed for Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have to practice those things. We have to practice wholeness. We have to create habits of rest and kindness. We're never, it's never going to feel like enough, which is exactly what you said. Yeah. We're never going to live the life that God created us to live if we're like so caught up in the hustle. Yeah. And that's the thing is I think we spend so much of our time and ourselves trying to scramble and create this life that we think that we want And in doing so, we actually miss out on the life that we really need and the one that we're really meant for and the one that we would find fulfillment and happiness and joy and peace in. And so it's kind of like a funny twist of fate in a sense that like when we finally stop scrambling and hustling so hard to like scrape together this life, that's when we actually find what we were looking for all along Mm -hmm. is when we are able to rest. And suddenly, you know, it's like, our relationships are more meaningful. Our days are more peaceful. And the work that we, you know, we think we're working so hard to do all these meaningful things, but it's actually like when we're robbing ourselves of our peace, we're ineffective. So like when we actually take it down a notch or take days off or 
you know, have moments of quiet or just time to do nothing. Like that's when the work that we're actually doing becomes so much more meaningful. Yes. And, you know, I just think like what's going on inside of our hearts that is getting poured out to all the people around us. And when that is just constant chaos and exhaustion and kind of like irritation and turmoil, like all those things that come with it, that's what's coming out no matter what we think we're accomplishing. Oh, absolutely. The the overflow of whatever is going on inside of me mm-hmm. is such a direct correlation to like why I'm doing what I'm doing. Am I doing yeah. it out of like a need to hustle and achieve or am I doing it because it's like the next right step that God has for me in my life mm-hmm. is either exactly what you say, like frustrated and snippy or like peaceful and kind and like whole and good. Yeah. Okay, guys. So real quick, we got to talk about a podcast that I think you are going to love. So if you enjoy the Krabby Christian podcast, I think you would really love the Mompreneur Mastermind show. It's hosted by my actual friend, Stephanie Gass, who is inspiring, real, hilarious, and so genius at what she does. Steph is on a mission to help women uncover their God-led callings here on earth and create a brand and business to further that mission. I am obsessed with how Steph teaches and preaches intentional living, balance, time blocking, and taking your power back. Steph's show is full of faith-based business mentorship, marketing, mindset shifts, inspiring interviews, and so much more. So if you're a business owner, you want to grow your brand, scale your community, or if you have an idea tugging at your heart but you're afraid to take the leap, her podcast is a must. Head to bit.ly slash the mompreneur mastermind show or anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe now you won't regret it and i'll meet you there tangibility is super important to me with this show because i think like a lot of christian podcasts like just talk about these really lofty ideas and then don't necessarily (laughs) help people hone in and I think that that is something that I feel like I've watched you do well following your your ministry just that like there are ways to do this there are ways to like put this in place so other than obviously buying and reading The Bright Life which we highly (laughs) recommend that you do (laughs) what are some like tangible ways to start to like create these habits and kind of like reshape our lives to be less chaotic and and hectic yeah I mean the first thing that I started doing for myself and it was just out of desperation really it wasn't for any cool reason other than I was just desperate was that I finally sat down and just made a list of like all all the ways that I feel like I'm not measuring up all the things that bring me shame all the things that make me feel like I'm not worthy of like God's love, human love, any love, like, you know, and I sat down and I made this enormous list and it was truly enormous. And it was some big things, um, you know, big things to me. And then it was like small things, like when my kids' fingernails are long or like just stupid things that like should not really send you into a spiral of shame, but in real life they do. Um, So I kind of created this huge list. I was a little horrified at first, like how crazy it was. I thought this sounds crazy. I would never say that any of these things would make my best friend or my sister or my neighbor a bad person. But when it's me, I'm like, all I can think is, man, you should get your act together. Like, this is why, you know, life's never going to work out. This is why you don't deserve this. This is why you're unworthy. Um, And that's just kind of like the 
soundtrack in my head. Um, and so I made this huge list. And then there's the verse in Romans. is like, you know, neither heights nor depths nor principalities. None of these things can separate from the love of God. And I took time and I pulled out those words because I was talking to Well, I should back up. This actually came from one of my best friends who always like says like these brilliant little things and like random conversations that then I think about for like the next three years. (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly what you mean. (laughs) I'm like, you should be writing things um, because I'm just using your ideas. (laughs) But but, um, we're talking about that verse and she said, you know, she's like, I think like the part where it says like, you know, and nothing else on earth. She's like, I think that's all that other stuff because we, th- you know, none of us would say probably as Christians that like all these big, huge things separate us from God's love. But it's all those daily little things that we really do believe deep down, even though we wouldn't say it, but we mm-hmm. believe that it separates us from love. Um, so I took this list and I took out all those big, crazy words that I can kind of read through and just not even think about. Cause I'm like, yes, yes, of course I believe this. And I pulled in things from my list, like some of the silly things, some of the bigger things, but all very real to me. And I forced myself to fill it in and I read it and I was like, oh, okay. And I'm like, no, you should read this out loud. Like you really mean it, which I'm the person in church when they're like, turn to your neighbor and say this. I'm like, no, <laughs> thing, but I pass. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll just smile at them. I don't want to do this. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I just felt like I really needed to say it. Like I like say it out loud and hear it. Um, and so I read it out loud all by myself in my house and it just like wrecked me. Like I started crying and I thought I, like, I almost couldn't accept that it was true. I was also really broken by the fact that this is really how I live my life and how I actually truly feel deep down is that these really trivial things, I keep them, like, in my mind, they do separate me from God. Mm. They separate me from love. They separate me from being worthy and accepted and secure. And then that's why you're, you know, you're off flailing all the time. Um you know, and trying to shore everything up to make sure that you, to try to reach that point where you feel like you've done enough, you're good enough, you look right, you sound right, your house is right, your kids are right, um, and you're going to be okay. But that's, you're never going to achieve that anyway. And also, that's not really how we're meant to live. Like, even mm-hmm. if you can give off the appearance of achieving it, it's not, it's not the life that God has for us. He has so much more for us if we'll let that stuff go. So I would like, that is something I've started doing with like women when I'm speaking in groups is like going through that exercise and saying like, make this list. What are all these things for you? And, and sometimes it's like, you know, you write a couple things down and all of a sudden you're like, boom, like the floodgates. It like just starts. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then we fill in the verse with some of our things. And in every group I've done that in, a few people have, you know, volunteered and been comfortable reading it out loud. And it almost always kind of makes me start crying, which I hate because I'm in front of them like, oh, my gosh, hold it together. You've done this a hundred times. <laughs> like, <laughs> listening to another woman But it's read powerful, this thing, like, every time, I'm sure. It really is because you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, it is heartbreaking. The, this, you know, lovely woman standing in front of everyone actually believes this about herself. It's heartbreaking. But also you're thinking, I know exactly how you feel. Because I feel that way all the time. Yeah. And it it's just like, it's really moving. So I think that's some a good practice to do on your own regularly, but also like with a group of girlfriends or a small group, like I think it's to be able to share it with other people. 
like you really hearing your own out loud, you're kind of like, oh my gosh. And then hearing other people, you're like, wow, like this is, yeah, like it, it's just, it hits you in different ways. I think it's a really thing, good thing to do with a couple friends even. That sounds like, it's that sounds like an incredible exercise and like a chain breaker. Like you, yeah. like it, you have to put a name to the things that you're believing to be able to break through them. Mm-hmm. And as, when they stay in these ambiguous things that you think are between you and God, maybe, but like, I know better, but also kind of still believe this when you're like, no, I'm going to like say it out loud. I'm going to write it out and I'm going to, I'm going to combat it with scripture. Mm-hmm. It's such a powerful way to start and to like start breaking through shame and the belief that you have like that these like I love that that scripture literally says nothing no right like (laughs) nothing can keep you apart from Christ and like I know for some people it is big things like there are people who struggle Mm -hmm. with addiction and you know infidelity and stuff like that that they believe that those things can separate them from Christ yeah but I agree with you that like on that micro level those things build up and create this wall as well. Yeah. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's an incredible exercise that I hope that people utilize. So we're at the end of the episode where we do our rapid fire questions. Okay. Um, do you know your Enneagram type? I do. What are you? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm an eight and some people find that terrifying, but I am not embarrassed of it anymore. I'm an eight. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people find it alarming. And so it used to make me uncomfortable because people are like, oh. And then I finally, over the last six months, was like, no, that's absurd. Mm -mm. There's nothing wrong with being an eight. You could be a healthy eight and do great things. Like, you could be an unhealthy any number. And and it's terrifying. terrifying. (laughs) 100%. There's a meme I've seen online that's, it's like, it's in reference to eights. And it's Gordon Ramsay. And he's like, it's like, people say they're afraid of eights. And it's him like. You're not afraid of me. You're afraid of the truth. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I love that. Like, yeah, sometimes we could probably soften our approach to the truth, but you're just afraid of the truth. I love it. I don't think I've had, I've had a couple of eights, but I don't get to interview a ton of eights. So that makes me so happy. Yeah, I I love it. love being an eight. I'm in the same boat as you where it took me a while. Like I had to, because people do, I mean, I've had, I've met people like for the first time and the Enneagram yeah. comes up and the, they find out that I'm eight and they literally physically are like, oh, uh. like you're scary. I'm like, come on, give me a shot here. I know. Well, that's the thing is I think like when you look on those, like on the apps and all that stuff and it says, you know, famous people that are eights, which of course it's all speculation, right? but it'll be like Darth Vader or like Joseph <laughs> Stalin. I'm like, great. That's not cool helpful for us. Cool, cool, people. cool guys. Thanks. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> that is so great. I love it. Do you know what your wing is? Uh, I, it, it's been suggested that it's seven, but yeah. I thought nine sounds like the softer version. So maybe that's why I wanted to go with nine. I don't know. <laughs> but right. I, yeah, I, I get it. I'm probably more, I'm more seven-ish than nine-ish as yeah. a person. So I it might probably wing. be a seven. My okay. wing seven. <laughs> But I, I, I say all the time, like, man, I want to, like, force a nine wing. Like, I want to, like, I want to have a yes. nine wing so bad because nines are my favorite. But it just, it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> that is uh. so funny. I feel like I'm talking to myself right now. It's amazing. <laughs> 
the second one is what is something that can always pull you out of a funk? Um, I think probably like two main things. One would be just like laughing with some of my friends. Even sometimes like I'll be on the phone with a girlfriend and like we're, we might be talking about the most stressful thing in the world. But like if something makes us laugh about it, I'm like, all right, I can do this. Like this is okay. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, laughing with friends. And then also like. I am like a major like cuddle type person. So like if I've had a long day and my kids have had a long day and they're like, can we just call on the couch? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like oh we're definitely going to need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we are definitely the same person because <laughs> like laughing and like physical touch, like snuggling yeah. are like my like favorites. My husband and I were literally having a conversation last night. It gives me so much hope that your kids are snugglers still because yeah. My two, I have two girls that are two and four, so they're still, okay. like, really small and really snuggly. And I was saying, like, I will bribe my children with their allowance to snuggle <laughs> me when they're older. Like, 100%. I so I love that your kids still voluntarily snuggle. That makes me really yes. happy. <laughs> I'm holding on to as long as I can. <laughs> yes. And then the last one is, what is the last thing you watched on TV? The last thing I watched on TV is... Like, I don't, I watch almost nothing new, so this is sad, but I've been re-watching Parks and Rec because my kids <gasps> started watching it, and some of the episodes, I'm like, skip that part. <laughs> but, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, like, it's, you know, we laugh together, and also, like, whenever, it is funny, because it's at, always on a day that we've had a long day, or something, you know, we're exhausted, and they're like, can we just cuddle on the couch and watch, watch Parks and Rec? I'm like, absolutely this is the, <laughs> so, this is the dream this yeah. is the dream like this makes all the years of being in the motherhood trenches of diapers and poop <laughs> worth it because I get to snuggle with my kids my like bigger yeah. kids and watch Parks and Rec that's amazing yeah it's pretty much the best so. that is so great yeah well Jen thank you so much for taking the time to share your incredible wisdom about all of this and I highly recommend that people get your book. Tell people where to find and follow you and where to get your book. Yeah. So the easiest spot to get my book is just on Amazon. It's also Barnes Noble online. I think Target too, or Barnes Noble stores. Um, but I mean, I, sh- I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Amazon to me always is the easiest. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, and you can find me online. My website is genwise.coast.co. And from there, you can find my Instagram, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Instagram is probably the place I am the most just because it's fun and easy. And I love yep. seeing everyone's pictures. And I love talking to people on Instagram. So yep. that's Instagram just Instagram is like a party. Yeah. Instagram is the <laughs> best. I like don't even have any other social media apps on my phone because the rest are just yeah. like, they feel like dumpster fires most of the time. I know. Well, and Twitter, I'm like, do people still use Twitter or just news outlets like I'm not right sure. is, is this just feels like a news? lot of work yeah, yeah. Well, awesome so. and all of that will be linked in your show notes which people can always find at crappychristianpodcast.com Jen thank you so much thank you for having me this was awesome thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the confessions of a crappy christian podcast Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you can find the show notes and more information about the show at confessionsofacrappychristian.com. I'll see y'all next week.
Start a rewarding new career right away. Giant Eagle has immediate openings for supermarket positions, including curbside roles, get-go positions, pharmacy technicians, and warehouse workers. To find your new job and get hired in as little as one day, visit jobs.gianteagle.com.